Hello, and welcome to For the Plot Podcast, where you'll learn how to live your best life like the book characters you love. Because let's face it, reading is sexy. Hello, welcome to our very first episode of For the Plot Podcast, or chapter, I guess I should say. How are you feeling? I'm so excited. Honestly, never thought I'd start a podcast. You're the probably the only person I'd do this with. <laughs> Saying that, though, I'm so excited. Me too. I, I love this idea. I love doing it with you. I just feel super grateful and excited. But yeah, I think we should introduce ourselves. Yeah. Do you want to go first? So I'm Katie, Katie Comp. I am from... <laughs> the Katie Comp. <laughs> I'm from Moline, Illinois, so the Quad Cities. I love reading books. One of my top hobbies. I was that kid in fifth grade reading a book under the desk being yelled at, especially during COVID, got really into reading too. I'm currently on like my 50th book of the year, so it's definitely a top hobby of mine. Yeah, the subtle flex of 50 books in yeah. June. Um. <laughs> my credentials. Right. <laughs> um, well, I'm Casey, Casey Frederick. I'm actually from Dallas, Texas. Um, Texan. Yeah, woo-woo. Um, yeah, and I studied creative writing at May College. Um, we both go to the University of Iowa. We both just graduated, actually, so very excited. We both um, just got our diplomas in the mail, so, so it's, it's official. It's a, I was a little worried. Touch and go there for <laughs> yeah. a minute. Um, yeah, so I studied creative writing. I've written a novel, and I love reading. Some little flex right there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get my credentials. Um, yes, I love to read. I used to skip recess um, mm-hmm. and read. I used to... <laughs> in carpool era um, I was like always the kid in the back seat with like the other five kids going to middle school like with a book in my hands because I didn't want anyone to talk to me yes. um, I'm a lot more extroverted now but really had my strong you know reading era introvert still comes and goes obviously but cried in fifth grade when we weren't going to the library for class anymore yeah um yeah so long reading history very mm-hmm. excited to be doing this podcast um yeah, so what are you currently reading? We're going to answer this question yes. every episode, so... Currently, I am reading A Happy Place by Emily Henry. Okay. Was in a bit of a reading slump, and this book is 100% pulling me out of it. Oh, love that. Can't put it down, want to read it at all times. Mm-hmm. But I love a good romance. Yeah. I do, and I love Emily Henry, so... Yeah, have you read her other books? Yes, I've read all three. Okay. So... I only read uh, The People We Meet on Vacation. I, I, I like that one. Yeah, that was... It's okay. <laughs> Casey's the writer, so she's a little more critiques than, yeah, than I do. We do have different genres, which we'll, oops, we'll, we'll get into yeah, that. We'll get into that. <laughs> what um, about you? What are you currently reading? So I'm currently reading Romeo and Juliet by Shakespeare. Yes. <laughs> yes. As you can see, very different reading tastes. Yes. Um, also equally pulling me out of a reading slump. Mm-hmm. I just finished Transcendence of the Ego by Jean-Paul Sartre. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite philosopher. Um, which is a little like meaty, heavy in the like philosophy department. So sometimes it's hard to really get into those texts, but. I wanted to do like a Shakespearean summer type vibe, mm-hmm. and I know it's like mid-June, so a little late, but excited. Well, technically, just a few days ago was the first day of summer. Oh, summer solstice. So so you're right on track. That's true. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, loving Romeo and Juliet. I've never read it. I really want to get more into Shakespeare's plays. Mm-hmm. I love Macbeth. I loved reading that in high school, uh, but just reading it on my own for fun. But it's I really am enjoying it because... I can recognize like iconic quotes like "Oh mm-hmm. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo?" and all that yeah. stuff. I'm like, I've never seen the play. I mean, I've seen you know they do so many mock-ups of it, and like West Side mm-hmm. Story was based off of it. Love West Side Story, big musical girly. So I'm really enjoying that and like seeing the themes. Um, and I read like two acts yesterday, so oh, amazing. I started it yesterday. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> so exciting. Yes. Um, but now I think we should talk about how we met because oh, it's a great story. it's a great story, and I think that's a really good like 
obviously introduction to the podcast, introduction to us as friends. Yeah, and the our our vibe and yes. relationship yes. for sure. Okay, so this is going back to December of twenty twenty two. No, twenty twenty one. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Casey and I were both going to be um, studying abroad mm-hmm. at the University of Edinburgh. I saw her name on a Zoom call where we were learning about the school and, mm-hmm. you know, those intro sessions you have to attend. Naturally. And I was like, oh, she seems cool and normal, so I I DM'd her on Instagram. The casual, like, hey, do you want to, like, I see you're going <laughs> to University of Edinburgh, do you want to meet up and get coffee? Yeah. So and we do. We do. Um, <laughs> we meet at the local, like, coffee shop um, in downtown, like, mm-hmm. by our college town, and... I was going through a little bit of a party girl phase, <laughs> as one does in college, mm-hmm. um, and I was sitting deathly hungover in the cafe, and it was like 2 p.m. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Katie, I like texted, or like DM'd her, sorry. Yes. Not even had her phone number yet. No. I just was like, DM'd her back and was like, oh, I'm wearing like a beanie. It was like cold outside. I'm like sitting in the middle back. Katie approaches, and it, I'm like, I'm not an awkward person, and I'm not saying you're awkward, but it was the most but awkward I, encounter I've oh, ever had. 100%. Yeah, we, well, what, what made it so awkward is I, I have this, like, I don't know, whenever I'm doing something big with my life, like, going to study abroad, um, moving from Texas to Iowa, I, like, can't really think or comprehend what I'm doing, so I just don't think about it, which mm-hmm. I should probably talk about that with someone, <laughs> but I just, like, was like, yeah, I'm just, like, going to Scotland, YOLO, like, yeah. whatever, but Katie comes in to, like, obviously fill the silence because we had nothing in common. Like, Mm-mm. she studied human physiology in college. I was creative writing, like I said, so... And we had never met before this no. either. Right. And I was also, like, coming down from a hangover, so, like, I also, like, couldn't comprehend words. <laughs> it was just a whole thing. So, but Katie is like, oh, so, like, what are you excited about, like, Scotland? Like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited to go to the Highlands. I'm so excited to hike. I'm excited for the Seven Hills. Yes, throwing uh, out all these things. Yes. I would do research. I would come back from school, and when I should be doing homework, I would do research on Scotland and Edinburgh, Edinburgh and where I wanted to go and mm-hmm. following influencers or people that went to the university. It's like, what's the vibe? Like, what am I going to buy for clothing? And, oh, I, I came, became obsessed. So I had all this research and, <laughs> this, oh, what do you want yeah. to do? Just, I don't know, assuming that other people did the same. No, but, like, that's, that's <laughs> like you, as you should. You yeah. should be assuming that because you're smart. <laughs> not saying I'm not smart, but... Katie Comp is very smart and very <laughs> research oriented, and I love that about you. Um, True, that does make sense. I love I love research. Yes, of course, as you should. Me, not so much. I like being thrown into the chaos. I like just mm-hmm. like going with the flow. Mm-hmm. I'm also like a planner and some. It's a whole thing, but yes, I had done no research at, of Edinburgh. I think I just I literally just googled pictures of Edinburgh and was like, oh, it looks pretty. I'll just go. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm like very grateful I got the opportunity. Thank you, mom and dad, all the things. But it was just like. I had no idea what you were talking about, and I felt so dumb because you were like, oh, the, like, the Royal Mile, and, like, all these iconic things of Edinburgh, if anyone's, like, familiar listening to this, and I was like, what are you talking about? And I felt <laughs> so crazy, because I was like, yeah, I'm just thinking about, like, you know, Italy for the weekend, yeah. and... And then that produced awkward silences, too, mm-hmm. because you'd be like, oh, I, I don't know, right. and I would just, oh... Yeah, like, I, was, am I the only one that's yeah. done the research? <laughs> Clearly, yes. Um, all I knew about going into Scotland was bagpipes and... <laughs> that's about it yeah um and one of the my favorite like one of my favorite memories of studying abroad which like I guess we can jump into a little bit because it talks about our friendship but mm-hmm. um so yeah basically we both parted ways from that awkward encounter at the cafe 
DM'd here and there on Instagram, like, stepping up on stories. Like, what to, day like, are you arriving? Yeah, like, friendly stuff because we, like, want to keep in contact. And I, like, so I, I put my that. plane ticket on my store and you're like, oh, so excited. Safe travels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, when we both get to Edinburgh, we were put into a group Snapchat. There were seven of us from the University of Iowa traveling to Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. So, we were in a group Snapchat and... Um, we were meeting at a pub for like the first night. I guess I should also explain like the arrival to Scotland. Oh yes, you had that... to... we had very different different experiences for that yes, as well. Yes, yours um... was a lot more scary and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like I said, I like just jump right into things. So I didn't really have any thoughts going forward. Just like was getting on my plane from Dallas mm-hmm. to Edinburgh. I flew Dallas to London, then to Edinburgh. And when I got into Edinburgh. I got a taxi um, to my flat. I just had the address to my flat and a key, a mysterious key. My, <laughs> it was an Uber driver. They just dropped me off in an alley and was like, mm-hmm. this is where your address is taking me to. Does this look familiar? And I just was like, yeah, this is perfect. Like, I did not, I don't like to cause any trouble. I don't want to <laughs> be a bother. And what is this poor, like, taxi man going to do for me, you know? Yeah. So he drops me off. I have my giant duffel bag and, like, my backpack and... I also was freaking out because I, like, definitely went through, like, security wrong or, like, I, my... Really? Yes, my passport. I didn't realize that in London they don't stamp your passport because it's such a, like, big airport and, like, Americans... Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I was like, oh my god, like, security is going to come for me somehow. I was... You know, I had <laughs> thought that because they didn't stamp my passport in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. I flew into Dublin, stamped. Well, didn't Ireland's different. Edinburgh, and I remember, like, calling my dad and being like, oh my gosh, like, do I need to go back to the airport and get this stamped, or, like, are they gonna kick me out of this country? No, so that, I really say, yeah. so, anyway, so, P- like, POV, I'm, like, in the alleyway, it's pitch black, it's, like, 5 p.m., but, like, Scottish oh time. Oh my gosh, and, when we first got there, the sun yeah. started at, like, 4 p.m. No, yeah, like, January, yeah, all the things. I'm, like, going around to every doorway trying to unlock the doors. Just trying the key and yes, all the doors. Yes, because I didn't understand how to read the, like... Oh, because there, too, when you walk in, mm-hmm. that's the like, ground zero. Right. And walking up is the first But also, floor. like, I didn't know how to read, like, addresses. It was, like, I don't want to, like, say my address, but it's, like, number slash number, mm-hmm. and I was, like, either this number is my floor, this number is my, my Room like, number. Yeah, like, what, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Anyways, finally, my one key um, opens the bottom door, or, like, somehow, thank God, I climb the stairs, it unlocks the next door. My name's not anywhere, and the weird thing was, so we arrived okay. in January, like we've been saying, and... I chose to live in the independent living, um, so I had flatmates, but we arrived in January, so they were still on holiday for Christmas, or for winter holiday, I guess, and I was, I went into my flat, and it was a fully furnished flat with other people's items, but no one was home. Yeah. So I was like, what am I walking into? I'm like, yeah, I'm infiltrating (laughs) someone's, like, personal space. Call my mom immediately crying, like, Mm -hmm. I've made the wrong decision, I don't know what I'm doing. My mom's like, you've been there for two hours, like, whatever. (laughs) She's like, well, just lock your doors, because they get unlocked, so, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. Um, Anyways, long story short, so we were put into a group chat with um, the Iowa people. I, again, like, hadn't talked to anyone in two days. My flat was, like, empty. My flatmates hadn't arrived yet. I was kind of freaking out. Um, I obviously did not know the geography of Edinburgh, <laughs> did not do my research, clearly, mm-hmm. out of, of anything. Um, so I, I think I had your number at that point, and I was like... Do you hey. want to meet, and then we could walk to, we were meeting at a pub with yeah. the other people. I was like, I'll walk to yours, and then we can walk to the pub together. I was like, oh great, I, I won't have to ri- arrive alone. Yeah, that not was my main thing. knowing that your flat was five minutes away from the pub we were going to, mm-hmm. and I lived at the dorms, that was like a 30, 40 minute walk away. So you walked that 30, 40 <laughs> minutes to meet me, yes. just to walk back. Yeah. 
And I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm so glad. No, that we I, walked in together. same. I was just so nervous, and I was like, I know Katie. So that's my, like... And that was the first time we saw each other post, abroad. Post-coffee date. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, that yeah. incident. Of, <laughs> yeah. So that was, like, a really great experience. I mean, like, we walked together. And that was more like, oh, I, we had a conversation. I wasn't hungover. I could, like, mm-hmm. carry the conversation. And finally. we could both... Uh, relate and bond to being dropped off into this country and the culture shock happening and we both weren't socializing with anyone Mm -hmm. up to this point we've been here for a few days so I just remember bonding over that yeah and like how funny it was that like we had never met at Iowa but we met in Scotland like we met because of Scotland it was a really funny like aha moment but then so the first weekend of uni Katie and I went and did all of the, um... Oh, the Scottish, uh, stereotypical... Yeah, like, touristy things, because you're like, oh, we want to be, like, implemented into Mm -hmm. Scottish society, like, we're Scottish girls now, like, all the things. We did a tour of the castle, Mm -hmm. went to a tavern, got, tried haggis. But this is the funniest part, because, again, we did not know anything about Scotland. Um, ignorant Americans, I will say, Mm -hmm. but we got better. Yeah. Um... We are at this tavern, and Katie was like, oh, we need to try haggis. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know anything. Like, you're my guru because you did the that research. That was the research I found. You have yeah. to try haggis. So we tried haggis. I didn't know what it was when I tried it. It was, like, interesting texture. It's like meat oatmeal. Yeah. Um, because it does have uh, oats in it. Yeah. It was for peasants, and it was the way they could use all parts of the animal when they didn't have that much to go off of and survive. Right. And added oats to make See, it go on historian, researcher, innovation. Yeah. Anyways... So we had it, and it was like, uh, okay, and then Katie was like, you don't want to look this up, what it is. And I did, and I was like, uh. Because I already knew ahead of time. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, anyways, but then my favorite part of that whole evening was we were like, oh, we need to try some scotch, because we're in Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) You know where I'm going. Yeah. (laughs) And so we ask our waiter, like. Because we're looking at the menu, and we're like, we have no idea. No. Where to. Yeah. No, we asked for the scotch list. Yes. And he brought us, and he was like, oh, do you, like, know what you're looking for? We're like, oh, no, like, we just want to try. He brings us back the whiskey list. Mm -hmm. And we said, no, 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 we wanted scotch. (laughs) And he said, they're the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) So that was the... And you were, like, frantically texting your dad under the table, like, scotch, whiskey, like, what's the 411? (laughs) And he was like, they're the same. They're the same thing. But, like, I'm pretty sure one's, like, based in Kentucky, one's based in Scotland. They are a tad different, but, like, the... Basically, they're the same thing. It was just, it was an aha, like, oh. But then from then, we were like, we are Scottish girls. Yes. Yeah. But the true bonding moment. The true pivotal point in our friendship, 100%, is cutting our bangs. Yes. Yeah, I, it was two weeks into studying abroad. I was still feeling pretty lonely. I was, like, on social media seeing all of my friends at our home university in, like, the States like, a lot of my friends were seniors at the time, so they were going to mm-hmm. be graduating that semester, and I chose to study abroad. And I'm mm-hmm. so grateful I did because it was truly a life-changing experience, and as cliche as it sounds, it's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, I was... You hear so many people say it, and it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Come back. That's all I ever it's said. It's honestly my full personality <laughs> yeah. at this point, and everyone knows it. But, um, yeah, so we... I was seeing all my friends, like, back at Iowa, like, getting together, and I was sad, and I also was like, there needs to be... Ch- I love change. I'm very impulsive in the, the best <laughs> ways I like to say um but I definitely wanted to change like something about my appearance you like the girls that get it get it the girls yes. that don't don't so <laughs> um I was like we should cut bangs because and like the UK everyone, yeah everyone has French bangs but they call it French, French. but yeah. yes we we, ha- we wanted to fit in right we were like one more way to be Scottish because girls <laughs> when you open your mouth and say hello they're automatically like whereabouts in the states are you from yes it's like all I did was say hello <laughs> I know I was like, is it that obvious? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so I text Katie, and I'm like, what? I'm pretty sure I was like, 
what if we cut bangs? Mm-hmm. Like the, eye, the side eyes, eye, the yeah. side eye emoji. And I think you were like, OMG, love. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, and so we had we went to Wildwood that night. Oh, the first time going to the best place. Well, the a place that has the best sticky toffee. Yeah. Pudding. Another mm-hmm. thing that's a, just a Scottish dessert. Yeah. So, but oh. it's like a date, toffee date pudding, like yes. warm cake with ice cream. But Delicious. every place does it a little differently. True. Wildwood, if life you're, changing. Yeah, if you're in Edinburgh... Run to Wildwood. Yeah, this is not promo. So we, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we had that first. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Yes, and then we go back to your flat. Yeah, and you went knocking around to find kitchen scissors. Oh yes, because at this point my flatmates had arrived. Yes, and I wasn't close with them really at all at this point. No. It's only like two weeks. Later. I know. So I just start wa- like, and they're so cute. I just start like knocking the doors like, "Hey, do you have scissors? Hey, do you have scissors?" And you're like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh, we're gonna like cut our hair." But I think the funniest part is Katie didn't think I was serious. Oh no, I just thought it was like, "Oh, let's do this event," but we're just really gonna hang out and like, whatever. I don't know. I just fully did not think it was gonna happen. Right. And this is like showing our friendship because I'm a woman of my word. Yes. <laughs> um. So I find the kitchen scissors. I'm pretty sure Kleena found it for me. Yes. One of and they mates. were. True kitchen scissors. Yeah, your typical kitchen scissors. And I'm in my room. I'm pretty sure I'm queuing up a YouTube video of how to cut bangs. Oh, yeah. And where you're just like, holy shit, this is happening. And I'm just sitting on your bed like, holy shit. She <laughs> wasn't joking. Yeah, she was like. I'm like, am I actually going to do this? Yes. And you had a little something. You had a little, like, curtain well, bang. at this point, I was like, Casey's going to cut her bangs. And I'll just trim my curtain bangs. Mm-hmm. Because I just had recently got them, but they were a little longer than I was mm-hmm. wanting. I was just like, I'll, I'll trim them up a little yeah. bit. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll do something, but not commit fully yes valid so Casey goes first yes and I did a little I had a side part at the time mm-hmm. um so it was a little like side bang but I was like like a little side swoop yeah I was like obviously two weeks in Europe you cut bangs yes so that was the vibe and Ooh. you chopped your hair too oh the my whole God, pigtail I, moment I forgot I did that and made it a little shorter yeah I went like kind of shag moment um yeah. it was cute I mean ugh. Yeah. It was cute. Thanks. But, like, I learned... Well, like, I had always wanted bangs. Mm -hmm. But, like, my hairdresser rightfully was, like, no, because they're really hard to take care of. And they are. And they are. (laughs) And then from, like, Scotland, Katie and I ended up, like, backpacking to 14 different countries Mm -hmm. together. And staying in a hostel with bangs... Choice. Oh my gosh. Looking back at pictures, I also didn't know how to style same, them same. to begin with. And also, like, Scotland's a perpetual, like, rain. Yes. Always, like, misty, like, you're walking through a fog. So, and it's also the wind. Oh, the wind. <laughs> so my bangs would just be, like, sticking up. And I would just, like, <laughs> and I was just vibing. I remember when I first cut them and would go out, I would try to hold them down constantly. Yeah. And then you just had to learn to let it go. Right. Okay, so then you ended up... Oh, yeah, so then Casey hands me the scissors. And I'm like, your turn. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to cut my curtain bangs. Yeah. And I start doing it, and it just slowly gets shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. And I will say, a few months ago, I would have this random thought, like, oh, I should get bangs. Mm-hmm. But it was never a solidified thought. It was just here and there, yeah. like, oh, bangs could be fun. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to cut bangs. Yeah. Did the whole triangle moment, you know, going off of YouTube. <laughs> and they were a lot thinner than they are now, but yeah. they were cute. Now you got in, like, professional cut, yes. obviously. And and I don't think I will go back. I no. don't foresee it in the future. Well, I look at pictures of you, and I can't even... It's crazy without bangs. A completely different you person. You look so baby. And my forehead looks like a six head. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did I go that long without bangs? They just suit you so well. They do. I really love them. Um, but that was definitely bonding moment like you realized oh I gotta like shit like this is because I think that also shows a big part of our friendship is you bring me out of my shell and out of my comfort zone it's like doing things that like I do want to do I just wouldn't 
like have the push to do right. it on my own like so. this podcast yes of course <laughs> <laughs> just yeah I'll, yeah yeah but I'll like and on the like converse of that you like bring me down to earth which mm-hmm. I really need and especially that time in my life like when I met you in Scotland like I just like believe the universe aligned for us to meet mm-hmm. and like especially at that time like we could have met and we actually found out that we technically met before in Iowa through mutual friends yeah we were at the same apartment yeah for like after an after party one yeah. night but like there were so many moments, like, where we could have met, but it was, like, right timing, right place, right person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, like, this is the point in my life where I need to meet you, and it will... And it will last, yeah. because I obviously have, like, had other friends before, but, like, after I met you, and, like, we really started getting to be closer and, like, sharing more things, like, through, like, probably, I would say, like, February, March, I mm-hmm. was, like, when we were abroad and we were traveling, but we would always, like, make plans to, like, either go to like the meadows and read together which was like this big field park in Mm -hmm. edinburgh but like read together i just like felt comfortable sharing like like, lots of my personal things with you Mm -hmm. which i really appreciated but you also just like i don't know it wasn't um i never had to be like on all the time in front of you and i've never really had i mean i've had friends like that but with you it was like oh this person's like gonna be my person for life like Mm -hmm. that's the kind of friendship and you just like definitely have made me a better person yeah thank you I mean that um (laughs) yeah so like definitely brings it down to earth and like especially coming off of like my party girl era like my junior year that like fall semester and then going into like straight into Edinburgh Mm -hmm. I needed to be grounded especially in a like like environment where I'm traveling so much changes like every day Mm -hmm. I really needed that grounding and I'm really grateful that you were there to be like maybe let's not do that. (laughs) Maybe let's slow down. Yeah. Let's like read a book. You don't need to be doing everything all at once all at the same time. But yeah. I I think for me, especially, I mean, I feel like in high school I had no personality. Like what my, I was a friend group person, whatever Mm -hmm. my friends were doing, whatever they liked, that was what I was doing and what I liked. Right. So in college I started to slowly find, Oh, what do I actually like? What are my hobbies, my interests? What is my personality? But then going abroad, especially, it's a fresh start. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, this these people don't never right. met any of these people before. I can be whoever I want to be right. and be, like, the true self and yeah. just start right there and not have to change with the people who already mm-hmm. know you. Yeah. And so I think also meeting you at that point, it was so easy. Mm-hmm. When we did have, like, like, bringing out the book interest and reading and sharing that together, and you were so, like, be whoever you want to be, like... <laughs> embarrassment is disease get Get well well soon soon. (laughs) and so that definitely pivotal part needed you in my life and helped me on that direction of being my true self thank you yeah I really appreciate that I mean I had that blank slate moment like you're Mm -hmm. talking about when I moved from Texas to Iowa because I didn't know anyone coming into college Mm -hmm. and so I had that like oh who am I and I definitely wore like I mean I feel like I've been a different person every year of college Mm -hmm. like I just based on like the influence of my friends and like I feel like I'm constantly creating myself and I definitely like always practice that with people mm-hmm. like me and especially with you I was like you can be whoever you want like you can wake up tomorrow and be like I'm dying my hair pink and I'd be like rock on yeah. you know because I would go through things of like oh I kind of want to do this but I've been on this certain path for so long how am I going to change this like with my career and what I was going to do with my life and she's like why don't change it yeah like what's holding you back and why I, would you do this life if you don't actually want it right so and I needed that yeah oh thank you thoughts in mind yeah. yeah well for the context Katie was planning on going to medical school for a while and mm-hmm. she was like on the fence and kind of that's why you studied abroad to like see other lifestyles yes and I was taking some like architecture classes mm-hmm. and seeing just... what other options were there and yes. I like told her I was like I mean obviously medical school is a very long strict decision it's mm-hmm. like 10 years of your life but like you can do you can wear so many hats and I think a lot of things like one of the things I loved about studying abroad is like you learn how like 
Europeans live their life and it's just so much more relaxed like the work-life balance is so Mm -hmm. much different than the American hustle grind culture which like I think is needed I'm also a grinder so like I want to work and I want to like be successful Mm -hmm. and all the things but and like you know I wrote my novel and all Mm -hmm. those things so it's kind of like that work-life balance but it's also like I have so much time and like I think in America especially like you feel like you don't have enough time like Mm -hmm. I have to make one career and like do it for the rest of my life but like I want to like maybe go back to my to grad school and like become a philosophy professor mm-hmm. but I don't want to do that until I'm like 30 40 yeah you know like and if you, and I told Katie like if you really want to become like a doctor a physician like you can always go to medical school later in life mm-hmm. like it's not an end-all be-all decision yes um I don't think you want to do that now anymore but like at the time no. like to like <laughs> give you more like f- like relief like you it's have more like, time oh, the decision I make right now is fine I can't go back right yeah and I think that like especially going back to like the blank like slate of everything like yeah you had that opportunity like no one knows you to go to this new place so I I always advocate for that too like if you have the opportunity to like go somewhere new and try something new and be a completely different person like Mm -hmm. do it because I mean like I feel in the past four years at Iowa like not knowing anyone I've like honestly come back to like my inner child like I feel like who I was at like 18 19 was so far off of like who I wanted to be because mm-hmm. I was like kind of trying to like people please and be like oh yeah I'm like a sorority girl I can like fit in mm-hmm. and like I mean I really wanted that and at that time and I think that's totally valid I mean mm-hmm. I loved my sorority life that I lived but I'm so much more grateful with who I am now and I feel oh, like yeah. and like when we were abroad Katie actually brought me back to reading because I was reading so much for like my university classes for creative writing I was reading fiction books I was reading non-fiction books for class I was reading craft or books about the craft and Mm so and like how to write and so I was just kind of burnt out from reading and I was Mm -hmm. sad because I like love to read um which I think kind of goes back to like my inner child thing but I mean Katie was so confident just like we would be on a train and she'd be like pull out her book and like and that took me a while too especially I think going abroad I was able to this is who I want to be I love to read I'm not going to be ashamed of pulling out a book at any (laughs) place I am so really went into that being abroad always had a book on me yeah who made reading weird that's what I'm saying cancel them yeah not into cancel culture but reading is cool reading Reading is cool reading is sexy anyways yeah so I was like oh like I kind of missed that so um she told me about Goodreads oh, and she was like love Goodreads yeah and I thought I found out you could like keep track of how many books you read and mm-hmm. I'm a very competitive person and I was like <laughs> set your reading goal yeah I was like so I ended up reading 52 books last year mm-hmm. and I was like oh my gosh so my goal right now is 50 books I am two books behind but I will catch okay. up yeah um it's yeah so I love that but like you made me be like okay reading is cool like why mm-hmm. did I stop like why and then we were the people we were waiting in line to board an airplane and would both pull out our books and that's what I also appreciated about our friendship is we were able to do that and it wasn't like oh you're ignoring me blah 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 it's like no we both understand we also just need time to decompress when you're traveling Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. constantly with someone you just need time to phone time yeah like let's not talk yeah let's just sit in silence I need to Mm -hmm. read I need to like text my mom I need to like do my own thing Mm -hmm. um which I that's what I also really appreciate you because I know if I was ever overwhelmed with something I could be like if we had plans I could always be like I'm not up for this and Mm -hmm. you would be like okay like take your time we'll be scheduled yeah like Mm -hmm. you know like take time to take care of your body and like your mind and I'm Mm -hmm. like and vice versa yeah Yeah. of course obviously we came back to the University of Iowa and we obviously are still best friends yes um after that like whole six months of like honestly like crazy bonding because you're traveling together I mean, I just... I mean, you were one of the few people I knew over there, so, mm-hmm. like, if I wanted to hang out and be social, yeah. we hung out. Yeah, So it was a bit forced true. of, like, immediate 
let's build this mm-hmm. bond, but ended up yeah. working out. I was like, oh, this is someone I want to be friends with right. for, Me too. like, past just this six-month period. I was worried, though, coming back to Iowa, being, like, I... I think I was a bit insecure being, like, I know you have so many friends here, and I was, like, how... Not that I felt, like, competitive and, like, oh, well, I am competitive, but, like, oh, I need <laughs> to, like, have Katie all the time. Mm-hmm. It was more, like, I hope that we still make this as much of a priority as we did abroad Mm -hmm. and we really did because I think because we just both put in the effort Mm -hmm. to reach out and make plans Mm -hmm. and very much we're into our love language quality time so we take the time to have our New York dinner nights and like to go read at the Pentecrest or yeah the Pentecrest yeah for that cool college college green yeah that's the park yeah but also yeah we like always need to do things together Mm -hmm. so that's been like always a big part of our friendship and we love to travel still together, um, which is great, mm-hmm. and it's been awesome, but yeah, we, I mean, it all started from studying abroad. That I guess mm-hmm. that is, like, one thing we have in common, but then also books, obviously. Yeah. Well, because initially we both loved to travel, so that was a... That was a grounding yes. point, yeah. But we definitely have different tastes in literature. Oh, <laughs> so much so. <laughs> yeah, so if you could describe your genre taste, yes. what would it be? fiction but number one romance mm-hmm. i love a good steamy romance i don't want it to fade into black i don't know what happens like, no subtext she wants i i want to know what happens yeah she does but i also just love like the kick your feet in the air feelings of a romance Aww. but i also don't need it to be a happy ending okay i want the emotions and okay. if it does work out better and is more emotional because sometimes people aren't meant to be together. Yeah. And so I don't need to write it just because, oh, this is a romance book and yeah. needs a happy ending. That's fair. I am just a hopeless romantic, so sometimes I get angry when they don't end up together because I'm like, I'm reading to escape, and if it's mm-hmm. not... I'm hopeless romantic, like, but like my novel didn't have a happy ending, so I don't, yeah. I'm a little controversial. See, and I am a hopeless romantic, but sometimes I just, I don't know, I want to stare at the wall, throw my book at the wall, mm-hmm. contemplate life. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, romance. But then also just any contemporary fiction. Mm-hmm. And I do love fantasy as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then Casey, her <laughs> book tastes quite different. A little different. It's a wee bit. A just wee a wee bit. bit. Yeah. Um, well, I love classics. Mm-hmm. I love philosoph- like philosophical fiction. Um, yeah, I love, like, really lyrical um I love subtext I love when authors can use metaphors and similes correctly Mm -hmm. I love like vast vocabulary um and I I mean I do love like contemporary fiction like I think a really good author that does that well is Sally Rooney she writes really Mm -hmm. well about like modern day mundane things but that's that's an author that we both enjoy and can mm -hmm. talk about too absolutely so there are crossovers there are yeah but um yeah definitely more of like a like, when I go into a bookstore, I head straight to, like, the philosophy section, um, mm-hmm. or the class, like, classics. Like, I'll go sh- like, if I'm in Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. I will walk straight down the aisles, will ignore all the tables. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just, like, I don't know. And then I go straight to the class, like, the fiction section, and I'll usually go straight for, like, Hemingway Fitzgerald, because mm-hmm. um, I just, like, oh, my God, cover art, so pretty. But then I love the, like, Penguin Random House, like, oh, classics they, they collection. Oh my gosh, they're like so gorgeous. I cannot afford them, but I just like to stare. And like, yeah. also the smell well, of books. Yeah, oh my gosh, I always smell a book. Especially like an old, like, oh I was gonna gosh. say new or used. Yeah. They both, they have very distinct different smells, oh, you're but I like my love preference. them both. Oh yeah, do you have a preference? Honestly, there's something about like a crisp new book, mm-hmm. and I love annotating books. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, honestly, I'll go to either, but my favorite, like, I would rather go to, like, a cool, unique bookstore that's, like, used 
old books mm-hmm. than like walking into Barnes and Noble. Yes. Like I'd rather walk into that bookshop, have that feel. And it has character. It has character. There's, There's like, a random bookshelf that's like, how is this even standing up still? Exactly. There's like book stacks on the floor. Oh, I love you those. Have, and sometimes they like cats. Yes. Love. Um, I love like, I think the people watching there are so much better mm-hmm. um, and like seeing what people gravitate towards. But also you never know what you'll find because books typically aren't arranged in a certain way mm-hmm. like it's kind of you have to dig through which like sometimes is hard but I do I, I do, do think just, you have to be in the mood for it if do. I'm going it's like oh I just want a book to read but I, I may not go there yeah. yeah but if I'm oh I want to make a whole event out of this and mm-hmm. browse yeah then an indie absolutely. bookshop is the way to go absolutely but I just love the smell of it so much more mm-hmm. um I also love with used books I have a back home there's a used bookstore I go to every time I go back home mm-hmm. but I love when you find a book and it will have maybe the date that the previous owner got the book and there'll be little annotations mm-hmm. and underlining things it's like oh so when you read this book this is what stood out to you yeah. these were your thoughts that is I really love magical. that part because yeah. I also, when I read a book, I dog ear, underline, I break the spine. You I like, I, I like, yeah, I want a book to look like it's been read and it's been loved. Exactly. I want a book so to I, look like it's been loved because mm-hmm. I believe all books should be loved. Yes. Some more than others, but <laughs> every book <laughs> but is I valid. But I yeah. lend my books out to friends and have them read it mm-hmm. and, oh, this book has been around so many places. Like, oh, love that part. Yeah. So if you could say your favorite books <clears throat> of all time, what would they be? I, so we were initially already thinking about talking about this, yes. and I had to comp- contemplate my list. And it was so cute because I was like, oh yeah, like on our first episode, we should probably talk about like taste in literature and like our favorite books. And I was like, yeah, we should probably just say like our top three. And Katie wrote a list of like 20 titles and mm-hmm. then like narrowed it down, like very analytically, of course, of like, <laughs> okay, but, like this one versus this one. It was almost like a like one of those maps of Because yeah. <laughs> I voting. do think I read a wide variety of genres. And it's like, oh, my favorite book of all time. But then it's also like current. These are like my favorites, though. It's, yeah. Oh, so many books. And I, I just hate that question. I really do. And it's a common question. See, I'm, I can know my top three like that because um, interviewing with publishing houses for jobs, okay, yeah. they will ask you like, and what are you reading? Or what are your three favorite books? Or what's your favorite? They will actually narrow it down to one. They'll be like, and what's your favorite book? And how do you just choose one? That's impossible. Well, it's also like you know that they're judging you based mm. on what you pick. Oh, 100%. And I'm like... I love classics, or are you, like, assuming that I'm saying this because you think I'm trying to be, like, look a certain way, or, like, mm-hmm. you know, like... But you actually per- do. Yeah, be perceived a certain way, but mm-hmm. it's, like, I actually really enjoy these books, and, like, I reread my favorite books, like, once a year, mm-hmm. which, yeah, but... And that's why I know, so... Yes. Anyways, go okay, ahead. so... <laughs> finally narrowed it down. We have Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. That was a good one. I did so read that good. one. And I do think currently Taylor Jenkins Reid is my number one author. Number one, wow. Yes, because I think she, I love, she has this little universe going on. And you, you can read, they're all separate books. You can read them and don't need to read the mm-hmm. others. But they'll mention a character here and there. It's like, oh my gosh, I read uh, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And they mention this yeah. character. And it's also mentioned in Malibu Rising. And, oh, wow. I need to I read um, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Oh, you would love it. I've heard 100%. from many people that I would I have love it. it. You can borrow it. Perfect. Yes. Um, yes, but I did like Daisy Jones and the Six. I was at first a little apprehensive because of the like format where it's um, interview style, but I actually really enjoyed the way she did that because you got the different perspectives, and sometimes that bothers me, but she mm-hmm. did it really, really well. Because she almost is a little funny sometimes, too, mm-hmm. when you you recall a different event dif- differently mm-hmm. or the same event differently. And, yeah. Yeah. And then Amazon's adaptation was actually really solid. Oh, yes. I -hmm. I was very nervous, but I I enjoyed that so much. Me too. And to hear the music live. Also, great casting. I just listen to the soundtrack all the time. Great casting. Amazing (laughs) casting. Yes. 
A plus all around. Well done. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Then we have A Little Life. Mm. Um, That one took a while to bring up to read. Uh, Definitely. I do recommend it, but I will say look at the trigger list and make sure... Trigger warning? Trigger trigger list? Trigger Trigger warning. Trigger warnings. Yeah. And... Make sure you're in the right headspace before you do read it. And if you have to set it down for a few months before you can come back to it, do it. That's a long Because I, I normally read a book in like a week. Yeah. And this was like an 800-page book, so it was going to take a little bit longer. But it was like a month and a half for me to read it because I was reading other books it while reading emotional. it. Was that emotional? Oh, my gosh. Because the author just develops. There's four boys who met in college and going through their lives and she develops the characters so well that you get so attached to them it's like they're their own family mm-hmm. and then these things happen to them and it just rips you apart dang it i don't think i could ever read it again yeah but it'll like, last it will with stay you. with yeah, me forever yeah. and that's why i think for a while at least it will be my top one of my top books dang and then finally i did decide on normal people by sally rooney because great read i just reread it and it was honestly better the second time. I don't know what. I but need to reread it. That is so wow. so good. Mm-hmm. She just writes about mundane things so beautifully, right. and it's like, oh, this is my life. Mm-hmm. But it's so yeah. I, I love reading about it. Yeah, and she has a really good. I love her style of writing. Yeah, she has a really good way. With it quotes. does get um, you have to get used to it because she doesn't use the quotes for mm-hmm. uh, dialogue. I did like that because it felt like her artist quirk, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that. Yeah. As another writer, like as a fellow writer, I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, interesting, innovative. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Casey, your top three books. <laughs> you already know them, but yes. <laughs> for our listeners, um, I always have to say The Great Gatsby. Of course. <laughs> Katie just rolls her eyes. Um, by Fitzgerald because it was the book that. I realized I could be a writer. Mm-hmm. I read it in seventh grade for my English class. We did American Lit, and I read it for the first time, and I was like, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, whoa, like, someone wrote this. Like, I could do that. Like, I could write something like this, and, like, I, like, the book that I wrote is very much about, like, it's called The Microwave Society. It's not out yet. I'm trying to get it published now, but it's about, like, society now, and I just, like, really love that theme and, like, the American dream and how it's, like, changed over time, and I just, like, I love The Great Gatsby. I mm-hmm. reread it once a year. I read it in French. Um, it does fit you, I do think. Thank you, yeah. yeah. The 1920s. Oh, yeah. favorite era. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, the, like, the romance, the mm-hmm. drive is, uh, yeah, yeah, love that book. Um, second favorite book is The Things They Carried by mm-hmm. Tim O'Brien. I, also, I need to read that one. Yes, you do. It's not my typical, like, cup of tea. It's um, a war book. It's about mm-hmm. the Vietnam War, and I do like historical fiction, but it's not, like, my immediate grab, mm-hmm. but I did read it for my AP literature class in, I think, my senior year of high school, and I was just, me- like, mesmerized by mm-hmm. it. It's, like, short story format, kind of, um, each chapter feels like that, so it's very, like, adaptable, I would say. Like, you mm-hmm. could just pick it up, put it down, um, but I was just totally lost in it, and it's basically about how soldiers have to exaggerate their war stories because you can't comprehend the like gruesome nature of war if you've never experienced it firsthand so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like what is truth and that's like love as a philosopher yes yes love that it like blew my mind i was like how like you you like have to lie in order to like really convey the truth because truth is about emotion and i was like yeah okay yeah yeah because like you can say things matter of fact but no one's gonna understand what you went through unless you have to like kind of exaggerate and I think Mm -hmm. as a writer we all exact well I'm saying like we as writers exaggerate um and I was like wow incredible Mm -hmm. um Tim O'Brien definitely one of the best American authors right now Mm -hmm. um amazing and then 
Last but not least would be by the River Piedra, Satan and Wept mm-hmm. by Pajo Galejo. He wrote The Alchemist, which is his most famous mm-hmm. um, text. But by the River Piedra, I sat and wept. I st- like will be on my grave saying that mm-hmm. book. Um, it's amazing. It's a philosophical fiction book, and it's I'm it's a religious kind of uh, more like philosophy, but it's about the duality of God and how God is both feminine and masculine. Mm-hmm. And I blew my mind. I was, I did read that one from yeah. your recommendation. Yes. Wall abroad um, in the meadows. Yes. Read it in a day, and it was beautiful. It's just he is he is so talented. I think his way with words are astounding. It's so lyrical. It's so beautiful. It's also a really lovely um, love story, mm-hmm. and it's just really I don't know. I really love it, and it's all, he always like adds in like going after your dream, which is like also a big like yes, you know my big thing in my life that I always like telling everyone to go chase their dreams, mm-hmm. so I love Paulo Kalejo, um, great, great author, highly recommend any of his books, but, yeah. Yeah. so what should our listeners expect from our podcast? So we're going to talk about how we romanticize our lives, and <laughs> how, how we live our lives, and make life mm-hmm. the best life it can possibly be. Yeah, and how we, like, post on social media like we're influencers, but we're not. Oh, yes. Highly recommend, super fun. It makes life so fun. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about our current reads, always starting mm-hmm. the podcast with what are we reading, how's it going. Yep, and I'm going to expose the publishing industry. I'm so excited for this one. <laughs> yes. Sweet. As someone who, fellow book lover, hearing the in and outs of the publishing industry. It's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, and we'll, like, interview authors and other writers. Um, Maybe we'll, some bookworms in there as well. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We'll definitely... Um, have some readers on. We'll definitely interview some like publishers, get their take. Um, yeah, and if you want to stay up to date with For the Plot podcast, yes. please follow our social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at FTPX Podcast mm-hmm. um, on both platforms. And if you want to follow along, Katie and I, Katie, what's your Instagram? My Instagram is underscore Katie Comp, K A T I E C O M P underscore. Yep. And then mine is uh, Casey X Frederick, so it's at K-A-C-I-E-X Frederick, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K. And they'll both be linked in the show notes, as well as our top three favorite reads, if you want to read yes. along. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for listening to our first episode. Oh, I'm so excited Me for this. Too. We will chapter be re- one. Chapter one is it's, complete, yes. um, but a new episode of For the Plot podcast will be released every Tuesday. So yes. we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.